we're back with part two. GOP debate. The GOP, the Republican, the first Republican debate with eight of our candidates that are- Eight that out are, of nine. That are struggling, absolutely struggling to fight against the Donald Trump. <sighs> Will we find a new king? I don't know. I sure hope so. Yeah. So how? what did you, first of all, well, we have new drinks, I will say. What are you drinking? <laughs> okay, so I needed something a little bit stronger. I have switched over to Appalachian dark chocolate coffee sipping cream. Coffee, chocolate, cream, moonshine. Wow, get it. That mm-hmm. is a bunch of stuff that I have no intention of tasting. We're going to say it's fine. We're going to go for it. <laughs> what are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> what was that laugh? <laughs> okay. I am drinking a Yingling. We're going backstreet back tonight. Mm. Boom. Oh. That wasn't near the mic. I hope, yeah, I, hope, I hope it was as good for you as it was for me. Mm. Before we start the show, make sure that you go right now and follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Strive Nation Pod for all the coolest content on the internet. And for you visual people, head over to YouTube and smash the subscribe button and like every video to show that you care. Ah, yes, indeed. Okay, first of all, what are your thoughts on the first debate? Like, like what are your general thoughts? I really enjoyed it. I know we all get really exhausted from election season, and in nine months from now, I probably will be sick of election season. However, it got me so freaking hyped for next year's election. Yeah? Like, Mm -hmm. why? Why is that? Just because there was really good conversations. There's nothing like an election year. You know, you got people bickering with each other. You got people calling each other names. You got, and then you've got like really good intellectual conversations. I just, I love the early debates. There's so many people. It's so chaotic. It's so petty. It's like reality TV. Yeah, that's just how it is. You know, it's like, it's like, do you, do, are you going to speak well of your, or your, you know, your co your candidates or are you going to smear them? You know, it's one of those things mm-hmm. with like, what, what's your strategy going in? Because it's all strategy. You know, yeah. these people like behind doors are probably like, Oh, you know, Hey, we're buddy, you know, well, in these early ones ever, like not everyone is super polished yet, right? This is their first debate. This is their first time setting themselves out there as a presidential candidate. And so it's a little raw. And yeah, it's, it's it was. funny. Yeah, and it's nice get- to watch them all get their bearings. Yeah. Later on, everyone be polished and like perfectly articulate. But like the early debates are the fun ones because no one's figured out their footing yet. Yeah, and no one knows how the how they're gonna take each other too because yeah. like you might have to adapt to someone else's campaign how they're how they're smearing you. So you may have to like change up your tact. And especially when they start doing like one on ones and things, it'll change dramatically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it was it was pretty cool. I liked uh, seeing all these people, the people that we know, kind of like you know duel it off for, versus one another. Yeah, you know. Eight people on a stage was a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Like that was a lot. Um, it was uh, it was hosted on Fox. So um, our moderators for the debate were Brett Baer and Martha McCallum. Mm-hmm. Of uh, they were Fo- they're Fox News mainstays. You probably heard of, heard of them before if you watch Fox. 
it was uh, exclusive to Fox, right? Yeah. So in order to, in order to watch it, like you weren't able to watch it pretty much on anything. You had to pay for like some subscription service or whatever to mm-hmm. get it. Where where did we watch it? We watched it on. Um, we did a free subs- a free trial of Fubo yeah, TV. Yeah, we did a free trial of Fubo TV just to watch it, but you couldn't watch it on. If you didn't own like the TV subscription to like a f- like the Fox Network or anything, you couldn't yeah. watch it. You had to legit own the channel, which I kind of didn't like because I feel like people should definitely be able to see all this. Oh yeah, it def it kept everything not as mainstream as it should have. I mean, it was mainstream, but not as many people got the opportunity to watch and get to know these candidates. It was petty of Fox. In the end of the day. They did it so that everyone would have to subscribe to Fox and they could get views, especially after they let go of Tucker and they know that all of these companies, like the one I work at, stream the debates and give live commentary, just like Crowder does, just like Blaze and Rumble and all the other places. And they're like, no, we want everyone to watch our channel and we don't want anyone to get pulled away. From our channel because they want to hear your input. Yeah, well, and I don't understand that either because you're actually cutting off. First of all, you couldn't watch it on Fox unless you had some sort of paid subscription service, right? Yeah. But not only that, you are also like taking away. You know how many more views you would have had if you didn't do that, first of all? And then also not allowing other platforms to even share share and and talk about your content. You know, you're like, you couldn't cover it. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so Fox put a rule in place that companies or that um not even companies that people could not clip more than three minutes of coverage in total of the entire debate. Yeah. So that no com- no one had the ability, you know, like a political influencer didn't have the ability to cut like two people's responses, which would have equaled up to like a minute and a half and then do two other ones. Yeah. Like it wasn't, people weren't able to clip it. They weren't able to put it on X. People weren't able to put it on their own shows, their own podcasts because of the stupid rule. And again, it was just Fox wanting to be a money grab. Yeah, which it, uh, which also doesn't make sense because I think they would have gotten more money because of the more eyeballs from everyone else doing all this stuff. Like, it would have highlighted towards... It would have highlighted that it was on Fox News, but everyone definitely would have watched elsewhere. Yeah, but... Like, Fox got more views... I mean, no, but... Because they siloed it. Right, but they were... But what I'm saying... Well, yeah, right, right. Even then, I don't think they got a whole lot of views. I think how many views did they end up getting? It was like... What was it, like, two to three million only? That was it? I thought thought it was, or maybe it was five. It wasn't much. It was like two to five million Even or something. Five, but it, it wasn't Yikes. a whole lot. I mean, you you expect you expect something like that. Network television is not getting the views that it used to. No, but the thing went on for like three hours. First of all, who's gonna who's gonna tune in for you know that long? I mean, we did. Yeah, but we're, we're also like politically inclined. Yeah, we like politics, right? So the normal Joe Schmo is gonna. Click in for 30 minutes, get bored, and then click out. Right, exactly, exactly. And the other thing is, like, Tucker Carlson and Donald Donald Trump actually have a pre-taped interview on X that went, that, like, literally prefaced mm-hmm. the debate. Literally. It went it was live 45 at the minutes. exact yeah. same time, so it made everyone decide, am I going to watch the debate 
Or am I going to watch this Trump interview? Right. And Trump did, obviously didn't, for those of you who don't know, Trump did not even go to the debate. No. Now, I personally think that was probably a smart, smart from him because, yeah. first of all, Trump trying to debate anyone else, he would have gotten, I think, trashed a little bit he by everyone. He would have been roasted. Yeah, he would have been roasted. And he is not, he doesn't need any political points from any, anyone. He has his base. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it would have helped him at all. Now, I don't think so. Now, later... I think he has to debate, especially when you have your main guy. If he doesn't debate the someone who pulls out front of all the others, if he doesn't debate that person, that will look really bad on him. He said he's not going to debate at all. I know. So we'll see how that works out And because he refuses to sign. So the debates, before you debate, you have to sign a letter stating that you will recognize whoever the GOP picks as the candidate. Yeah, and vote for them. And- is it in vote for them? Yeah. Oh. You, it's basically acknowledging that you're going to vote for the, the whoever is chosen. Yeah. yeah. And Trump said he refuses to sign it. Yeah. So he says he's not going to debate and he refuses to sign that. So, I mean, I don't want this whole podcast to be about Trump because he wasn't even there. But he pulled a ton of eyeballs away from the debate. And he is someone that I think, if not selected, he will crash and burn the GOP. Yeah. And be like a selfish toddler and be like, if I don't get it, no one gets it. Well, what is, what is, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about your theory on what you think will happen if he's not chosen? Oh, 1000%. I think if Donald Trump is not chosen as a GOP candidate, he is going to run as a third party candidate. And if he can't submit the paperwork correctly for the third party candidate, he's going to keep campaigning and he's going to tell everyone to write his name in. So what he's going to do is he's going to fuck over the GOP so that they don't have enough votes because they won't have any of the MAGA people. He knows that he won't win, right? But it will just be to fuck over the GOP for not picking him. And then the Democrats will have another four years in the office. He's self-destructive. Yeah. Well, and you think about it, he technically could do this forever if he wanted to. Yeah, because you can keep running until you've served two terms and then you're right. done. So you could run. He could be running every four years and divide the vote. You could literally, if, oh. you're, if you're a conservative, you could sort of be screwed until the guy serves two terms, technically. Or something else happens, as in like he's unalive. Yeah, <laughs> well... Okay, that's dark. I mean, I um, will say he's going to be, what, 82? Well, oh, unless he dies. When yeah, he becomes unless president. Unless he gets too old to, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, there is that. But Like, he'll keep running until he can't. But it's not until he can't. It's he'll keep running until he dies. Yeah, so. I mean, we'll see what happens. Either way, like, obviously, he's he's not going to get the independence. He's grabbing the the, no. ma- the MAGA Trump crowd. And that's it's, it. Yeah, the, the the GOP, the actual, like, conservatives, the Republicans, they're kind of split on everything right now. If you if we have any hope of, of winning, uh, you know, a national election, you're going to have to rally behind someone, and I don't think it can be Trump. His interview is really popular. Apparently on, on X, or formerly Twitter, it had a, the actual interview had achieved over 200 million views. Now that is the metrics on that are skewed. So don't be mm-hmm. going, oh, 200 million people watched it. No, that is anything Clicked two to on. three seconds worth of scrolling over that video counts as a view. Oh. And not only that, 
but you could have technically counted yourself as multiple views if you had reloaded the video. So let's let's say mm. you you left the app and you mm -hmm. came back, that would count as another view. So realistically, oh. it could be only one to two million people watch that. I would say, yeah, I definitely did that at least five times. Yeah, that's what a lot of people were saying is like, I had to reload it because the video died or something, something, something. Yeah, or I got busy and had to or, come back yeah, to it. Or yeah, I had to come back to it. Yeah, so I definitely watched it. I thought it was okay. It's just traditional Donald Trump, you know, a lot of, you know, I would never say that, but a lot of people say that, you know. It was nothing special. Yeah, I'm fantastic. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's talk about the actual candidates that join yes. okay so we had eight of them you had ron desantis nikki haley mike pence vivek ramaswamy asa hutchinson doug burgum tim scott and chris christie yes okay it's actually not a bad crowd there's a couple of people in there who just sang their name i almost fell asleep over here mm -hmm. but it was a pretty good debate i enjoyed it, it was lively it was. And a lot of the candidates trying to break out, you know, um, in their kind of own lane. They tried to capture, mm -hmm. you know, some parts of maybe a demographic that they were going after, although they had they had aimed. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, what should we do first? Should we do uh, some of some of the uh, get the get the, the no names out of there first? Let's get the no names out because let's be honest, they didn't say much anyways. Right. And we're going to I'm going to clip. I'm going to clip for you guys uh, some of each of the candidates' best moments of the debate. Hmm. Okay, I would start with Doug Ber Burgum. Okay. He introduced himself in the beginning. And where is he from? Don't remember. North Dakota. Oh, North Dakota. That's <laughs> right. Because he kept talking. Okay. He introduced himself. He's from North Dakota. He talked about how we needed someone from a small town because we need to bring America back together. And we need someone who understands a small town. He kept saying that over and over. And that was the only thing he said. No, yeah, I thought he was okay. He did remind me of uh, like Michiganders or people from the UP. He <laughs> kept going. Accent. He kept talking. Yeah, he kept talking like a UPer. And I was not uh, expecting that. No. But um, he had some really interesting things to say about uh, like school choice as well as like teaching and education yeah that was his big moment even then it wasn't super big and even a moment that he could have broke out where he we were talking about uh critical race theory he kind of like said no that's not a problem and i'm like well that's not what republicans want to hear we want to hear that's a problem yeah. and you're going to take care of it because just because it's not a problem in your state in the middle of nowhere because you probably have conservatives <laughs> all over there a lot of the united states is having these problems so he's like literally Here's here's Doug Burgum talking about education and uh, critical race theory and not having a problem in his schools. We're just completely losing track of the fact that education differs by state. Some some school districts are doing a fantastic job, some less so. But the idea that every school district state and every teacher is somehow indoctrinating people is just false. But what needs to change in education is it's innovation. We're doing it the same way we did it 50 years ago with innovation, not regulation. I would get rid of the Department of Education. I would give block grants to schools, but I'd give them on merit based on who's doing the most innovative. So yeah, seems like a nice guy. Just there is no fire there at all as far no. as like people wanting to see that guy again the debate was three hours i don't know do we have the seven minutes okay i was gonna ask i was gonna say oh that's more than i thought he was gonna speak um, i thought his total speech his his total speak count was gonna be like four minutes i think it was yeah i think it was seven minutes i might have that wrong it's not yeah, a lot I think it was 
He was the lowest one, I believe. It was between him and Asa Hutchinson who had the least speaking time. Okay, so let's talk about Asa Hutchinson. Asa Hutchinson, where is he from? Is he from Virginia or something? I don't even know where Asa's from. I don't from. even remember because it doesn't remember. matter. Yeah. <laughs> Asa Hutchinson used to get in a lot of fights with Donald Trump, speaking about Donald Trump again, but yep. guy is not memorable. Yeah, I, he I don't He has some even... good moments. I agreed with some of the stuff he said. Yeah. Some... Other than that, I was just like... Very, very forgettable. Incredibly forgettable. Forgettable. Yeah. So I think he's pretty much a done deal. I, I don't even know. Some of these people, I don't even know why they're really running. I know a lot of it is like posturing for better positions. That's Secretary what a lot of it is. of state. Yeah, it's always, you know, board running for, you know, go, you know, oh, I ran for president. Now I can run for governor. Now I can run for whatever, right? Yeah. Senate, blah, blah, blah. So, but yeah, Asa Hutchinson, he can pretty much fall off. I don't think anyone's interested. Plus, mm-hmm. Doug Burgum same, um, and Asa Hutchinson are currently polling around less than 1%. Oh, that's good. So, well, didn't Asa not have enough signatures? So he was paying college kids a dollar to get their families to sign up. Yeah, I believe it was uh, it was it was Asa Hutchinson doing that. So yeah, so in order to get into the debate, you actually had to have forty thousand individual donors who donated at least a dollar more. So I think it was Asa who went around to uh, colleges mm-hmm. and were, was um, was paying using his high high uh, volume donor money to pay off college students to sign up there their family members yeah so for every family member that they would sign up he would give a certain amount about 20 bucks a family member or something so he's using his donors money like the few donors he had to expand that base and get at least forty thousand, so he could be in the debate yeah that kind of screams out to you i'm like you're you almost got a yeah, chance you're almost paying for like some sort of like attention at this point mm-hmm. to get yourself on the national stage to achieve some sort of that's exactly what he was doing. Yeah, because there's no way you're going to win. I mean, if yeah. you're any of these people, you got to realize, like, what's in it for you? Like, what's your actual goal? Now, mm-hmm. there's some people on the stage here that, like, yes, people, you have enough of a following. There are people, you just got to beat out Donald Trump, which yeah. is, I guess, all their aim first, you mm-hmm. know? But uh, what else do you have for Asa? Nothing. Nothing? Nada? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, I also found him irritating. Like, some of these people I may not necessarily agree with or whatever on a lot of their points. Yeah, he rubbed me the wrong irritating. way. Like Doug Burgum, I thought I, I was like nice guy, small town guy, guy mm-hmm. I could see in my in my hometown as a plumber or something. But <laughs> what? But you know, Asa Hutchinson just, just irritating. So mm-hmm. uh, no no interest there. Who do you want to talk about next? Okay, if we're going in order, I'm gonna say Pence next. What? Really? Pence actually did well. His poll numbers went up really yeah really yeah i think so okay this is based on my opinions for okay 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 so let's talk about pence what do you got okay pence does he say things i like yes obviously did he keep bringing up that he was the most qualified person because he was the vp at one point Yes, and it was incredibly annoying. He All he kept doing was dogging on everyone for not having the experience, and he has so much experience because he was in the Oval Office. He made those negotiations. He has the most experience than anyone else. It's just the natural progression that he becomes president. I hated that. Yeah, I mean... You're riding on Trump's coattails. You're like... Ugh! 
I don't like it. I don't like you just being like, I was a VP, make me president. He He's fine, but like, it's just like, especially him, he's the most. He's so dry. Yeah, it's just, um, it was like the whole, everything around Pence was the most religious out of everyone. I'm a mm-hmm. Christian and it's all about Christianity and we got to bring Christianity back. Yeah. He was really big on on saving Ukraine. Like he wants us to keep giving more money and fight and, and provide Ukraine more funding. He does. Okay. And part of that is because him and his wife went over there and saw a lot of the stuff. So I think it, he kind of got pushed a Emotionally, little bit that way. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he's probably genuine there in believing that. Mm-hmm. But the other thing was like, even the subject matter brought up by Brett Bayer was talking about, so who who agreed that Mike Pence did not have any control over turning over the election? <laughs> like, yeah. like there was an entire topic on that. So like all the other candidates had to had like look at Pence and be like, I think you did the right thing. Or <laughs> I did. It was, it was like, why are we talking about this stupid yeah. thing? Because like, of course, Trump's not even there. And we got to talk about Trump at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, it was like, it's like. It was like one of the topics is is talking about Mike Pence on whether he was innocent or guilty on on turning over the election. Okay, yeah. so I guess like depending on who you talk to, as far as lawyers go, like Donald Trump will say we talked to some people who said he could turn it back to the states if it was wrong, and then there's no. some people who don't. I don't think he. I don't think you, he could have done anything. There's nothing. I don't think so either. Like I don't. I, I don't personally think he could have done it. And even if you could, what do you expect the guy to do? Like redo the whole election? Like like have people revote and even if you were to do that what do you think this you're what you're you're gonna have the same outcome probably you know yeah most likely like if they cheated once they're gonna cheat again if you believe that exactly so you feel like it was stolen they'll just steal it again yeah steal it again so that's yeah yeah and also on a revote like technically next year will be a revote if donald trump gets in do you Mm -hmm. think on a revote people more people are gonna vote for you or are they gonna vote for for someone different like i don't think they're different right that's what i would think too yeah it's like your odds do not get better with every vote yeah i don't think oh if you didn't get through the first time or you didn't you're not getting through the second you're not getting through the second time like you're not they'll take they'll take a nobody over you Mm -hmm. so Except for the the always Trump MAGA people, you know those people are insane. Yeah. So okay, so yeah, but here's here's a clip also of Vivek and Pence going at it about seniority versus Hugh Green. Here's a cool clip. For me, it's pretty simple. That's something a U.S. president can do with focus, and I'll deliver on well, it. Well, let me explain it to you. Let me explain it to you, Vivek, if I can. I'll go slower this time. Now is not the time for on-the-job training. We don't need to bring in a rookie. We don't need to bring in people without experience. Listen, now that everybody's gotten their memorized, pre-prepared slogans out of the way, we can actually have a real discussion now. The, the, the reality and the fact of the matter is... Was that one of yours? Uh, not, not really, Mike, actually. We're just going to have some fun tonight. And the reality is, you have a bunch of people, professional politicians, super PAC puppets, following slogans handed over to them by their 400-page super PACs, yeah, Vivek came back and swung a little bit too with all this stuff. It was funny. It was good. Yeah, but so I don't know. I thought Mike Pence was was okay, <laughs> but I'm not a huge Mike Pence guy. No. I also he seems too political to me. Like he's 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 too much of a politician for me. I hear that in his voice. Career politician. Talks. Yeah, and I don't like that. Same. All right, on to the next. Chris Christie. I like Chris Christie. I'm sorry, who the people who uh, don't the the always Trumper clan. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but I like Chris Christie because he said true things about Trump. That's why. I know Chris Christie is just here to blow shit up. <laughs> I know that. But then he he's a fantastic debater. 
and he speaks and I agree with things he says. And I know he's there just to stir the pot. He's just there to incite each other, the the people to go at it with each other. He is the the middle girl of telephone in middle school that changes what it is so it sounds like it's something nasty about you. Like, he's just there to stir up drama. He's a drama queen. But I love what he, I like what he says. I do too. I, I like it uh, despite... It was like something it was like, like who would vote for Trump? It was basically um, like no, if, he, if Trump this... was allowed to be on the ticket, who would who would here would vote for him? Mm-hmm. And he was like the last person. First of all, Vivek instantly raises his hand like excited cool, school kid, which is kind of weird. I was like, what are you trying to Kiss get points ass. or something? Kind of. Yeah. I was like, what the hell was that? And then Chris Christie is the one who wouldn't raise his hand. Even Ron DeSantis is slowly raising it. Like yeah. I don't know. Like look around the room, who's doing it? You hear the thing, that regardless of what other people say, I know that optics is everything, and you're, like, trying to, like, not alienate certain groups, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like, you gotta stand up, that's why I appreciate Christy, yeah. is because he, he's, like, he doesn't give a fuck about what <laughs> you think, he's gonna, <laughs> he's, he's gonna say what he wants, yeah. even if you disagree, fuck Trump, I disagree with him, the guy's a piece of shit, and why should we vote someone who's got four, and, four um, indictments against him, I feel the same way. I don't think I agree. Vote. Yeah, I agree. I'm like, I agree. Why are we voting? He's like, we. This should not be the norm. A hundred percent. Agreed. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. But he was like, it's like, oh, don't alienate people. He's like, fuck it. I'm gonna alienate everyone, <laughs> <laughs> except the Never Trump crowd are like always like they're hard on Chris yeah. Christie. And um, here's the thing. I'm pretty sure Chris Christie's polls went got a little bit better after it. Because he's enjoyable to watch. I like. I I think he's interesting. I like listening to him. Yeah. I wouldn't want him as president. He's but, not there to be president. No, but I, I like watching the He's guy. He's there I to wanna, stir shit up and be right? and continue to be relevant. Yeah, I want to see him light shit on fire. Like, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> I want one him. One of my coworkers <laughs> said that he's the one that walks in with the suicide vest on. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> I was like, wow, truer words have yeah, never been yeah. said. And he, he's the one who opens his vest and goes, is Trump here? They go, no. And he goes, shit. And then walks back out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's obviously not becoming president, but he's no, a joy to watch. I, I like watching the guy, so I, I don't even care. Yeah, here is a soundbite of Chris Christie calling Vivek out for sounding like Chad GPT. I had enough already tonight of a guy who sounds like ChatGPT standing up here. And the last person in one of these debates, Brett, who stood in the middle of the stage and said, what's a skinny guy with an odd last name doing up here was Barack Obama. And I'm afraid we're dealing with the same type of amateur standing on stage tonight. I mean, he's not wrong. Vivek does sound like ChatGPT. He does. It's one of my favorite moments of the night. He then Vivek uses like one of Obama's old lines. Yeah, he does. What is that line? Um, something about being like the brown kid with a weird name. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. A lot of those slogans. And yeah. Vivek and Chris Christie are getting into it, and Vivek just goes, "Well, come over here and hug me." <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he hugged Obama. At yeah, one because point. he hugged. O- yeah, I know. It was good. It was he. He was a joy to watch. Yeah, it was. It was fun. Um, I think Vivek was having a lot of fun. Do you want to talk about him? Let's get Nikki Haley out of the way. Okay, go okay. for it. Nikki Haley. She was there. She spoke. She inserted herself. She came off as a bitch. I thought her and Vivek were gonna poke each other's eyes out at one point. 
Yeah, they were definitely arguing over the top of one another. Yeah, but they were, and they were standing right next to each other, and so they kept whacking their fingers at each other. And I was oh, like, "Oh, I know." I was like, no. "Please, for the love of God, hit her finger!" No, and then that was I me want- who told you that. I was like, "Their fingers almost touched." You used it. <laughs> their fingers almost touched, and I'm like, "Oh my God, yes, have his finger touch hers." The CNN line headline tomorrow will be Vivek beats women, and it'll be like Nikki Haley or something. I wanted it to be like the the Michelangelo photo. The like, creation. Yeah, the creation, you know? I uh, would have totally made a meme out of that. Someone should. I should you should. It. Yeah. You should make the meme. I know. It was really good. Um Nikki Haley just comes off as a bitch. I yeah. I and mean, I can't get behind her. Well, and the thing that that's the rough thing about uh female um like politicians, because you have to be somewhat, you know, uh, assertive. Dominant you can be dominate but you have to be likable. Yeah. See she just comes off I mean like she doesn't have the same aura as as someone like Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, Tulsi Gabbard. You know, like you can see Tulsi Gabbard coming in like Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. super likable. The way she speaks, she's very calm, collected, but strong. Exactly. You know, Nikki Haley. I don't think comes off like that. No, I think she comes off kind of like I mean, kind of like a bitch, to be honest with you. That's the only word I can think um, of, which sounds mean. She but... she did bring up a lot of really interesting points, especially like um, about abortion and things. Mm-hmm. Here's here's her crowning moment of the night. Her speaking on abortion. When it comes to a federal ban, let's be honest with the American people and say it will take 60 Senate votes. It will take a majority of the House. So in order to do that, let's find consensus. Can't we all agree that we should ban late term abortions? Can't we all agree that we should encourage adoptions? Can't we all agree that doctors and nurses who don't believe in abortion shouldn't have to perform them? Can't we all agree that contraception should be available? And can't we all agree that we are not going to put a woman in jail or give her the death penalty if she gets an abortion? Let's treat this like the like a respectful issue that it is and humanize the situation and stop demonizing the situation. Yeah, so I think she has a point that uh, I mm-hmm. think... Leaving it up to the states is like a lot of these only correct way to do it. Kind of because first of all, like we're 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 preaching locality with government. Like that's that's the best is when you have your 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 overall your nation government is very limited on what they do, and Mm -hmm. then you have a little bit more within local because then if you don't like it, you can move right. Exactly. I just think that's the best way to do it because it's such a like a touchy subject, especially with all these states coming out with heartbeat bills and stuff Mm -hmm. is like you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of people especially women that you know the earlier push it's gonna be hard to get that and what's the real like how realistic is it that you're able to completely ban something Mm -hmm. it's not it's not very realistic at all and she was talking about the senate and how what is it you need certain many votes and that and it wasn't even close to be able to push these like these national on national abortion ban you would have to have like what is it? It's like 66% or whatever. It's 67%. It's high. Yeah, and it wasn't even close. Like, she doesn't, you don't even have, I think it's 20% of the what yeah. you would need. Well, because um, most conservatives, especially conservatives that are more middle of the road, they they want limited government. They see the benefits of limited government, so they're not going to push bans on things. Yeah, so I don't know, but... She she's all right. Like she has, she does have a following. She is a woman. Yeah. Um, she does speak to a lot of the issues and is not afraid in it and is not afraid of going toe to toe with these other candidates. Mm-hmm. So she does have a following. But yeah, I'm not a huge Nikki Haley person. Me either. I I thought at the beginning I was like, oh maybe, and then as she talks, I'm like, no. The more she talked, I was like, okay, I'm so yeah. interested. Yeah. 
Yeah, she got into it with Vivek, though. Yeah, like, they were funny. Yeah, it was funny. Nikki Haley did have this point where she was like, if you want to talk about something, you go to a man. If you want it done, you come to a woman. <laughs> yeah, it was. And I was just like, of course. How many times did it's, you rehearse that in the mirror? Yeah, right. I know. Like you were, you were definitely saying, you said that in your head a good 10 times before you had the courage to, to be like, ahem. It, I hated it. I yeah. just had to point that out. Well, and the other thing is like some of these, some of these slogans, they, 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 I guarantee you they practice. It's like, oh, for you sure. Think you're, you think you're pulling the wool out of it. It's like, yes, I got the women vote by saying that. Like, like, we what know. do you think is going to, we're not just, stupid. Yeah. Just be honest. I think the candidates that were honest, that's and why genuine. Chris Christie was so interesting is because you, I feel like he's, just, he says exactly what he thinks. Mm-hmm. And even if he's like, fuck it, I don't need your vote. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think he just said like, what he... I think you're an idiot. <laughs> and here's the other thing. I think Vivek is the same way. Vivek's just talking. Yeah. Now, okay, so before we get to Vivek, because we have Vivek, Ron DeSantis, and Tim Scott left. Let's get to Tim Scott. I completely forgot about Tim Scott. I am a well aware that you have. <laughs> um, so Tim Scott is basically nobody. I think he's super likable. He's incredibly like. I like the dude. Like, if he was my mayor, I'd be like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. my governor, I'd be okay. Tim Scott, get it, boy. You know, I yeah, whatever. Um, I just don't think he has any staying power. I don't think. Oh, definitely. As far not. as personality goes, I don't think he's he's got what it takes to fight the media and mm-hmm. the entertainment the the complex. I don't yeah. think he's got what it has. Well, like to actually fight them. I to think give you a need great to be example. Spicy. His name was in front of my face, and I. He was so unmemorable that I forgot him completely. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think I have a a soundbite for him. No, because he didn't say anything that was profound. He said things that I liked, but it's I like generic him. Kind of. I like him as a governor. Republican, yeah. I like him as a mayor. I don't like him for anything else. I think he would probably be good as a um, VP. To be honest with you. You think so? Yeah, because the VP doesn't have to do anything. The VP That's has true. to stand there and kind of say nice things and be likable. That's it. VP does not He do is likable. I think if you had He's got Tim that Scott Obama VP, air about him. Yeah, yeah. I think, and he speaks well. I think He's if articulate. You had, yeah, I think you, he's a great person to be a VP, okay. VP, just not a president. Yeah. I was thinking of, you know, Department of Transportation head or something. How'd they have... What's his face I, right now? I can't think of anyone other than Pete Buttigieg anymore. So they got Pete Buttig- Buttig- Bo- Booty Juice. Booty Juice yeah. right now. Yeah. I think Tim Scott would be great in that position. Nah, the only um I mean the only thing I can remember about the Tim Scott, some of what Tim Scott said is how they asked a, um I think Brett Baer asked him a question and mm-hmm. he didn't even answer it. He started talking about something. It was like question oh my God, about it was or the last question of the debate. And he just completely disregarded it because he wanted to go back and talk about, about schools. something else. Yeah, schools. Yeah, like, yeah. Bro, answer the question. Yeah, yeah. So that that's the only thing I can remember about him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Vivek. Let's do Vivek and leave Daddy DeSantis for last. Yes. Okay. So Vivek, what do you think? He threw punches. He was very splashy. People know his name now. I enjoy things that Vivek says. I enjoy his banter with other people i think that vivek is gunning for the shiny younger better looking version of donald trump he's trying to get those trump voters he's all about getting the magas 
That's my opinion. Okay. I think he was, uh, he picked fights with everyone, and because mm-hmm. he's young, everyone was picking fights with him. It's too easy. He's- uh, the problem I have with Vivek is that he says stuff. I don't know that he, he says stuff, that he's honest about stuff, but he changes his mind a lot. He does. On, his, on what he likes or thinks. He changes mm-hmm. it, like, within the last six months, the dude has changed his, he's flip-flopped on topics, and I think he actually believes at the time when he says them. That's the other thing. Yeah. But the guy needs to figure out what he believes in. Mm-hmm. because people aren't going to vote you in if you change your mind like that. Yeah, um. because when you keep changing your mind like that, people assume it's because you're young and you don't know what you're talking about, which really discredits you. Yeah, that's why I would. I think because the way he conducted himself, like, I think he's too young. I don't think he can. I think mm-hmm. his flip-flopping, um, and the that's what's really bad is because he's really intelligent and he says yes. a lot of things that are like, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. But then he goes on somewhere else and says it differently. And you're like, you just. And it's like days apart. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, that's that's the only thing. I think the guy needs to solidify what he believes mm-hmm. as at, or at least are the way he articulates it to the American public. He needs to be a senator first and then take another stab at this again. I think so, too. Yeah, I think he needs he needs this because he is not a politician. So I think he needs to be in the political realm for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, Trump wasn't a politician. Trump is also 25 years older. Yeah, right. He's had a lot of life experience. Yeah. You know, um, hung around in the in the political spheres for yeah. a good 50 plus years. Yeah. Yep. And let's get to Daddy DeSantis. My favorite person. Ron DeSantis. I love DeSantis. Ron DeSantis know this i love desantis yeah um i'm gonna be honest with you mm-hmm. uh he looked a little scared at points especially at the beginning oh he was uncomfortable yeah he was not as comfy as everyone else sitting up there and i think i liked that i think i really enjoy the fact that he is this governor of the great state of florida who is just really passionate passionate about passing amazing bills for the people that he cares about. And that he's not all up there for all like the glitz and glam. And to have a bunch of attention. Yeah. The the more I watch Ron DeSantis, the more I like him. The fact yeah. that he was uncomfortable uh, made him real. Yeah. He didn't look like a political puppet. He didn't know. I don't think he, he felt uncomfortable. Because I don't, it was his first debate. And I don't think he knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He did, when he, everything he said, he looked very uncomfortable and kind of. He knew what he was supposed to say, but yeah. I don't think he knew the cadence of how he's supposed to say it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, what he said was good. Like, a lot of the things you're like, okay, I've heard that before. I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just just loosen up a little bit. Just yeah. loosen up. Like, say what you mean, but just be yourself and show a little bit of your personality. Because people are going to have to see your personality yeah. if you're going to claim some votes And he has such here. an amazing personality. Like, when he's in Florida and he lets down his person, like, lets down his walls... He's such like a great like leader you're attracted to. Yeah. Here's a couple uh, sound bites from Ron DeSantis. This decline is not inevitable. It's a choice. We need to send Joe Biden back to his basement and reverse American decline. So yeah, I think I think he had the strongest night out of everyone. Mm-hmm. If you had to rank order all eight candidates, how would you do it? Okay, I'd go DeSantis, Vivek. Haley, Tim Scott, Chris Christie, Pence. No, honestly, I might put Pence after Asa. Asa, Pence, Doug. Wow, that's very different from mine. 
Really? Okay, yeah. what's yours? So I would go Ron DeSantis, mm-hmm. Vivek, mm-hmm. Mike Pence. Okay. Uh, it's a toss-up between Nikki Haley and Chris Christie, but I think Chris... No, Nikki Haley, then Chris Christie. Mm-hmm. And then Tim Scott. And then Doug Burgum, and then Asa Hutchinson. You put Asa at the end? Yeah, he was horrible. Yeah, yeah. He was absolute mm. uselessness. Yeah. That, yeah. A little bit different. Interesting. A little bit different. Yeah. What did the polls say? Oh, I'm curious. So we have a little bit of information on um, polling data after and who gained and lost support. So DeSantis. Okay, so this is this, um, the numbers we're about to give you, okay, are the share of likely Republican primary voters who watch the debate who are considering voting for each candidate after the debate compared with before, okay? Okay. DeSantis was at 63% mm-hmm. of likely Republican primary voters. That increased to 67%. So he gained some ground. Nice. Um, Trump actually lost some because yeah, he, wasn't he, there. he wasn't there, okay? And this is of people, the thing is, is this is of people who actually um, watched the actual debate. So obviously yeah. people are watching it. They're not, they knew Trump wasn't going to be there anyway. So after mm-hmm. watching the debate, they're probably more likely to vote for these other candidates, yeah. right? Nikki, um, Trump went from 66% pre-debate to 61%. So he lost mm-hmm. 5% market share, okay? Nikki Haley. Oh, she jumped. She jumped huge. She was the largest jump out of any candidate. She went from 30% to 40, almost 47%, Hmm. which is large. Vivek went from 41% to 46%. So he increased by about 5%. Mm -hmm. Um, Tim Scott, um, despite, you know, not saying a lot, um, maybe not uh, coming out the gate with anything real strong, increased 2%, 41 to 43. Okay. Okay. And Pence went from 21 to 23. So he has pre- pretty low. He's pretty low. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Christie went up 4% from 18% to 22. Doug Burgum, I think this is because no one knew who he was anyways. <laughs> uh, he was yes. at 4 to 5% and went all the way to 12% because I literally don't think anyone knew he was, he was in the race until the tonight. Yeah. Until the night. So... Hutchins stayed exactly the same, eight and a half, nine and a half percent. So everyone pretty much went up in polls. So basically, it's like the people who showed up mm-hmm. to to you know basically tout their views. They all went up. Yeah. Like the people who were who watched the bay would would are more likely to vote for all of them besides Trump. Mm-hmm. No one actually went down, which I think is pretty interesting. Do you have anything else to say about that? No, I think it's pretty spot on. Um, the way the viewers voted the actual who won and lost the des- debate, mm-hmm. they voted DeSantis won the debate. Okay. Ramaswamy came in second. Yep. Haley came in third. Pence came in fourth. Christie came in fifth. Scott came in sixth. Hutchinson and then Burgum, which is actually, I think, pretty close to my... I think that's pretty close to my... That's thing. pretty close to yours, yeah. Yeah. The only one that uh, I put Hutchinson at the end, but they're neck and neck anyways. Tim Mm -hmm. Scott is where I put them. I swapped, no, Pence and Haley I swapped, and then it was exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty close. Nice. Wow. Look at the worst, though. Who's who they said did the worst? (laughs) Christy. They said Christy did the worst. Wow. Christy's so funny. Despite coming in fifth, um, they said he did the worst. 
which I don't, I don't a freaking agree. I definitely don't. Agree. I definitely don't agree. I'm in that. I'm in that uh, small category of people who disagree with that. Mm-hmm. They think that Pence did this. Hutchinson did the second worst. Then third was Pence, and then it trails off from there. But it was definitely interesting. Um, yeah, it was a good watch. I'm excited for the next one. Tell us what you think on all of our socials. How, what did you guys think? Who do you think won the debate? Yeah, who do you think won the debate? Really interesting. Anyone surprise you? Yes. As always, we have our bi-weekly show uploads on Wednesdays. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Strive Nation podcast with your hosts, Corey Estrine and Taylor Huff. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at Strive Nation Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Join us for our next episode in two weeks. And remember, when the world is upside down, Strive Nation is right side up for you guys. Have a good one.